Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my cool, calm, and collected, except when he talks about the Eagles, co-host, Mozzie. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, don't get me started on the Eagles. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get, we'll, won't get you riled up yet. Um, how, were, uh, how was your Thanksgiving meals, or what, what, what was your Thanksgiving meal? Um, I had wine, <laughs> and then I hate most thanksgiving foods so yeah. i had uh steak and lobster gotcha oh that sounds pretty good <laughs> that that's my uh, that's what i do on thanksgiving when i'm like on my own i'm just like i'm gonna eat like have it like a nice treat yourself kind of meal but mm-hmm. i uh really hate thanksgiving food yeah, yeah we talked about that like last time so i was like i wonder what he had as his like replacement for that because like a lot of people even if like you know they're not like able to like especially this year get in touch with the family they'll still kind of have that food but i was curious what your what your like fill-in was for it <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. Off to the surf and surf sounds like a pretty good sub oh yeah absolutely it was wonderful and i had some of the onion strings like oh, i love those oh, yeah super good super yeah, salty can't beat those yeah passed out at like 8 p.m <laughs> <sighs> it was good watch some football well if we can call it that we can i don't know if we can <laughs> It well, was I mean, the Lions, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that game was kind of out of hand from the start. The other game was like, Washington and the Cowboys was close until the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was close until it suddenly was not. Yeah. And then like the third, fourth switch. It was the fourth, yeah. Yeah, they, they went, they fake punted, and then that was the game. <laughs> they they Sorry, they went for the fake punt, missed it, and then Antonio Gibson did his thing. I um I was doing one of those like sort of prop bet things and I did I got like five of the six right on that game. I bet that the last score of the first half would be a Dallas field goal, which it was. <laughs> that the uh, uh, let's see that there would not be a touchdown in the third. <laughs> um, I think I had that four people would get touchdowns, which I got. But then I the total points. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, blown out. That was looking yeah. so good for a while. I was like, oh man, if I win this, I'm like, you know, rich. This is great. But that last one there, mm-hmm. I think I bet it was going to be like 46, 50 points or so, and it ended up I don't even know, forty-one to sixteen. It was yeah, or fifty-six, yeah. twenty-one points in the fourth for Washington on the back of some defense and Antonio Gibson. <laughs> But oof, yeah, oh, rough, rough finish there. So Washington looking uh, looking good for that uh, that playoff spot. <laughs> I know, right? It's pretty exciting. Yeah, I think the did they beat the Giants or did they lose to the Giants? Right, they lost to the Giants by. That's their like kryptonite is they did lose to the Giants twice. Yeah. So they have the tiebreak over them for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's anyone's division right now. <laughs> it's a two dead horse race. All right. Um... <laughs> So getting into the uh, rest of the games for the weekend, we start with uh, Vegas at Atlanta. We both had Vegas here. Um, Atlanta coming off a terrible performance uh, and missing Gurley and potentially Julio. It's not looking looking great for them. Yeah, I think if they had both of those guys, I might have to reconsider. Um, Raiders had one of those like really close losses to a really good team, so I kind of expect them to still be very focused mm-hmm. uh, for this game. I don't, you know, that is, that's important when you've got your West Coast team traveling East, that they're all like super psyched up for the game because they're going to be playing at 10 a.m. Uh, their time, more or less. I have it as a pretty close victory. Like I'm taking like a two point win here. 
for for the Raiders. Yeah, I could see that, or like I could also just see this game going totally sideways potentially. I think it could, but you know, it was like you know we were all thinking the Falcons would put up some points last week and they didn't. Yeah, so maybe well, we were just like a week early. Yeah, Julio like also like left that game like kind of early and tried to come back and couldn't do much. I think I really think like the. The spread of this game all depends on Julio. That's just that's my take. Just because this team, every time Julio's gone, they're just so bad. Yeah, and, like yeah. another team we'll mention later <laughs> in the podcast. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> so there's no Todd Gurley, like we said. Um, I do think Brian Hill does make like a stream worthy option. Their offense hasn't been doing much, especially if there's no Julio. I'm not really super high on it, but I think uh, PPR wise, like if you're struggling at running back right now, he's a good fill in just because he's he's shown that like he. Like we talked about before, he's gotten his pass catching chops, you know, up to par. He's yeah. a solid player. So, and the Raiders' run D has been their struggle point for sure. I think definitely with Brian Hill there. I think I'm starting him in a dynasty league, which is you know it's for nothing at this point. To, but you know why not? Why yeah, have some fun. But so on on the the Raiders side, um, who who are you liking this week? Um, it's kind of tough to say. I. Uh, I don't like. I think Jacobs gets a lot of volume, even though the matchup isn't as enticing. I think. I mean, so much of it is going to be game script dependent because let's say Julio does end up playing, and the Falcons are able to move the ball, you're going to see a lot more passing from mm-hmm. uh, from the Raiders here. So that's definitely something to monitor. If there's no Julio and the Falcons' offense kind of sputters, you're going to see a ton more Jacobs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like if. If there's no Julio, then Jacob's like for sure locked in for like 25 touches. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's one to monitor. I would definitely keep an eye on those those big two injuries for the Falcons being Julio and Gurley. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they already ruled Gurley out. Is Gurley already out? Yeah, I think they've like officially ruled him out already. Um, Cal- well, Calvin what... Ridley. I so last time Julio was out, he got a lot of targets but wasn't able to score. I think the Raiders D is like has enough of like is a weak enough that Julio or so that Ridley will still be like fine if there's no Julio, but it just it hurts the overall offense so much that like the the volume he gets extra is like really balanced out by the like big drop in efficiency for the Falcons. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely, because you see that a lot when a big wide receiver goes down and there's another one that's really good well the defense can kind of focus on that one so they might get 15 targets but they might only you know their catch rate might be like 40 percent yeah so you said that's a big one to keep an eye on yeah right now i have raiders um with the raiders is tough because like you've got waller and jacobs then you never know like who's next yeah then there's just like four different wide receivers that could be good that day i will say i like Carr. he's the one you can, i think you can confidently yeah. say that's the thing he spreads it out so much but like he like unless it's just you know a running back scholar touchdown today then he's solid um, I want to see some rugs this week. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> I was going to ask I'm about like that. I'm looking forward to that. Because, like, that was kind of in my brain, like, is this finally the rugs week? Because Atlanta <laughs> has been so bad against, like, big plays and stuff. Uh, even if he just gets one, you know? Like, That's you want to see him being used correctly. Yeah, his snap count was had, like, dropped a bit the last two weeks. That was, like, kind of concerning. Because after the bye, he was playing, like, a, like three-fourths of the snaps, and it's kind of dropped some the last two weeks. So it's like a little concerning, but I I wonder this might be like a decent time to get him 
like integrated back in. Yeah. It, it, so yeah, I mean, I'll kind of stand that there. Uh, I mean, the I love Hunter Renfro. I don't know how the how the Falcons are against the sort of slotty, you know. Yeah, like I guess slotty, I guess slotty. maybe I would go with like Nelson Aguilar. Doesn't it seems gross though? Yeah, but he's been like playing well. It's a big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been a good marriage for them. You knew all he had to do was get away from Wentz. Yeah, it's uh, it's just such a funny like <laughs> that being on the Raiders helped Nelson Aguilar flourish. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, he had six of nine targets last week, I think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking back on the Falcon side and like I've, the the snaps that Calvin really gets Damon Arnett in coverage are going to be ugly. I feel like, <laughs> but um. Anyway, this this game I think the hinges a lot on Hulu, so keep an eye on that. But next up, we've got a probably shootout with the Chargers at Buffalo. Uh, we both have Buffalo right now, just because they've been doing what the Chargers have not and finishing their games out. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> right now, the total is at I think fifty two and a half. Buffalo favored by four and a half. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, by the way, for the previous game, the total right now is at fifty three and a half, with Vegas favored by three. So I think Vegas is kind of banking on Hulu there, or they're just thinking it's going to shoot out still, but. Um, yeah, anyway, so yeah, with this game we're on now, I expect it to be close shootout. Um, like, these defenses have played well at times, but, like, they've gotten torched by good teams plenty. Yeah, I, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page. Like, I think it's one of those hopefully high-scoring games. Um, it should be. Like, the Chargers have, like, pushed a lot of, the, a lot of their games to, like, high-scoring yeah, so, I mean, like the, against the Jets, it was thirty four twenty eight. Like, right. So, and the Bills are known to sort of have lapses. I don't know if it's like the third quarter where they kind of like even if they have a lead, they'll they'll let the other team come back a bit. And but they've been finishing games, you know, like as you mentioned, the yeah. Rams game. I think they're up like twenty eight to three. Yeah, the last time they held a team under twenty eight was the Panthers game back in September. Dang. Yeah, because so. Uh, Bucks 38, Saints 30, Chargers, sorry, Jaguars 29, Broncos 31, Raiders 31, Dolphins 29, Jets 28, so. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They, as talented as they fun. have, teams are scoring on them because they, they're scoring. Like, this should be really fun. Yeah. This is the one to, like, stack in DFS pretty much. It's expensive, but, like, oh, man. Who so, do you like for the, as, like, the running backs? going into like for the chargers so here's a th- so like there's like a potential like they're saying eckler may play i would be surprised dude his injury was so bad i yeah. did not realize how bad it was his hamstring tear was so severe it ripped his tendon off of his bone Ugh, yeah that's gross like they're, they're say, right now they're saying there's a chance he plays which i then whenever i hear there's a chance i just assume he's not playing <laughs> Like, he could, and I'm, we're kind of on Eccles' watch right now. Mm-hmm. But, man, like, he – take all the time you need, my dude, please. Yeah, because right now – so, Kalen Balazs has, has been limited kind of all weekend. is questionable. Um, Which like leaves if, Josh Kelly. Yeah, it Tremaine literally Pope. only leaves Josh Kelly and Tremaine – Troy Main Pope. Troy Main Pope. Specifically, Troy Main. <laughs> right, and there um, is a Tremaine t- – yeah, okay. yeah, I'm sure, yeah. There's a lot of – like a lot of Tremaine's, but yeah, like his name is just Troy Maine. I don't, I don't know if it's pronounced like that or if they just say it Tremaine, but it's only the name Troy and then the state Maine. Yeah, and the state. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like if Caleb Lodge doesn't play, I don't, as much as like I'd want to say, oh, Josh Kelly time, like 
I really don't know like if we'll actually play Josh Josh Kelly a lot. I know because Anthony Lynn doesn't want to. Yeah, because like you beat the Bills by running on them, but like this, it's kind of gross at the moment. I feel like. Ooh. Yeah, I think that's why we both have Buffalo. Yeah, like I don't think like the Chargers like strength is like their passing game, and Buffalo's defense is definitely better. Like pass wise or run wise, it's not like great. I mean, they've got um, Tre'Davious White. Still have yeah, they still have White. Mm-hmm. But it's like exploitable outside of that. Because mm-hmm. I think yeah. White will be probably on uh, Mike Williams the most. I would guess that would make sense to me. Just because I, I think Keenan like, Allen moves around too much. Yeah, and like because like yeah, like Tre'Davious White doesn't really go in the slot much, so like he'll probably be on Mike Williams. And so like Keenan Allen is my. As always, pretty much, he's, it kind of makes too much sense. He's the Chargers player to go with here. But, yeah, he should be a mega bang. Yeah. I think also it's a size matchup because Trey White's pretty big, and so is Mike Williams. So yeah, you kind of need your really well. biggest corner on him. Yeah, and I, I imagine we should get a good amount of Hunter Henry again. HH. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that, especially if they do find themselves in the red zone and need a big body guy to get it. And yeah. you've got Trey White on Mike Williams, then you're like, well, where's, where's Henry at? Yeah, and we've seen the Bills struggling as tight ends a lot too this year. Mm-hmm. And just by bottle. But so, Buffalo side. Um, before, before, <laughs> so, before we get there, there's a lot of injuries to get through on the Chargers side. So, they did activate Chris Harris to return, but I don't think he's going to play probably. Um, and then, so Melvin Ingram and Casey Hayward have been rolled out already. Um, I think Joey Bose is back. I'm seeing Chris Harris in. Okay. As he's okay now, but he wa- this would be his first game back, yeah, I think. Yeah, they just activated him off of IR yesterday, so not sure. Okay. But yeah, Melvin, Melvin Ingram has been put on IR, so we'll be missing him. Casey Hayward. So, makes it tougher on the defense there. <laughs> Ooh, no Casey Hayward. Yeah. Diggs. <laughs> Oof. Which would be, I mean, he would be on Chris. I'm trying to think of like where Chris Harris will be. Because I think they've had him in the slot the most, right? He does, yeah. He does a lot of slot work, which would be like Beasley. Mm-hmm. And then um, one other note kind of for Buffalo is um, John Brown is out. So yeah. Gabriel Davis will get a lot more playing time instead. Although, not that I love it because uh, Michael Davis is kind of their other cornerback and he's been playing pretty well himself. So. Yeah, he's pretty solid. He's pretty young too, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. He's only twenty-five. Yeah, um, yeah, like he he and um, Hayward have kind of been playing like sides a bit more, not fully, but a fair amount. They usually kind of like put their guys in their spots and let them go. Okay. But yeah, Gabriel Davis. Like, if you're in a pinch at receiver, I think he's worth a worth consideration there because he's been productive when he's gotten the opportunity this year. Yeah, he has. He's a fourth rounder out of some Florida college, Florida State. Um, I don't know. He's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Gosh. Rookie class. Gosh, man. <laughs> Let's see. UCF. UCF. Mm-hmm. University of Central Florida. Isn't that where Bortles went? I think so. <laughs> I think that's the Bortles school. Uh, yep. Boating school. He's <laughs> 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 the boat. Gosh, man. I miss Bortles. Me too. I just want someone to sign him. I just Aren't want to see him play one more game. Him? The Bengals. Right. <laughs> that 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 just seems like a natural fit. <laughs> he can do fine on the Steelers too. Gosh, that would be hilarious too. Big Ben got hurt bringing Bortles. He's gonna end up in the AFC AFC North. It's gonna happen. Right. It just seems so like destined. Yeah, but um, 
Speaking of Cincinnati, they host the Giants this week. And as uh, we unfortunately saw there without Joe Burrow, so I think they're starting Brandon Allen, is what they said. Yeah, Brandon Allen. Who was really bad. He was really bad. And the stories <laughs> he's gotten. Yeah, it's not inspiring. Yeah. Like he... I mean, since he, if they could, like, just forfeit the rest of the year, I think they would at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for them. I feel really bad for them. They, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so the Giants should have an easy time this this week. Um, yeah, they. I mean, there's there's not really much hope for Cincy. I don't expect them to move the ball that well. The Giants' kind of strength is their defense. They get good pass rush, and yeah, their their interior like, defense is really good. That's yeah, like been their strength. That's why they like that was kind of one of the reasons like when they like why they held in with Tampa well was because of that. Yeah, Bradbury is still really good. Um, yeah, like the Giants' defense is really coming together. I think they kind of buy into Joe Judge, which is nice to see mm-hmm. uh, that they got their coaching right. And uh, Danny Dimes won't have to do a whole lot. <laughs> he has a very low-pressure situation. Yeah. I think he'll do fine, yeah. Yeah, so Gallman makes a lot of sense this week. He's the only guy there. Um, since he's run, he's bad. Kind of, a, yeah. kind of an easy one there. But aside yeah. from that, who who in this? I think I think we'll call him a banger. Like he should be a banger. But who who else in this game? If anyone, are you interested in? I think Gallman has a really high floor. I don't think he like pops off though. My ultimate call for this game is that like the Giants don't really have to do a whole lot, and they're mm-hmm. not like they're not really an explosive offense. Um, so like you know they probably win like by under ten points, but comfortably. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think the Bengals really can score much. No, yeah, because, like, Gio looks like he's going to play, but, like, I don't know if it'll matter enough. Like, I think their touchdown equity in this game is so low that, like... So low. <laughs> yeah, let me look, look at their implied total real quick. Just because, like, they're probably like, near the bottom for this week. But yeah, right now, guess, that, that 19 is their implied total. Matching the Jets. Who, um... See, are all the wide receivers for Cincinnati healthy? I think so, yeah. It's like the one way they could win is if they just get the ball to the wide receivers and let them do all the work. If Brandon Allen does enough. <laughs> does enough, yeah. But, I mean, they have Boyd, Higgins, and Green. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming Bradbury is on Higgins or Green. Probably, I mean, maybe Higgins at this rate. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> so I guess that leaves Tyler Boyd probably with the short passes. I don't know, maybe yeah, Brandon Allen or really like Drew Sample. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Darnay Holmes has been uh... – their slot guy, he's been definitely, definitely the weakness in the secondary. So, okay. And I guess that makes sense, too. Like, short passes, bad quarterback. Try to yeah. do that. How do you feel about uh, the tight ends for the Giants? This is the ma- a nice matchup yeah. tight end-wise, but we're talking about Evan Ingram here. They've been peppering him, though, right? The recent weeks, I think, yeah. they have. I don't know about last week, but... So he got three targets last week. The previous three weeks had been 10, 10, and 9. Like, they've been trying to get in the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, though. Like, the Philly matchup was a good tight end matchup, and it didn't happen there. That's true. So there's, a, like, it's tough because, like, you, they're going to score some. And, like, I think Daniel Jones inherently, like, makes sense himself as, like, the, they could get some big plays, and then they've been designing runs for him. Like, he's, like, I think he's, like, since... I don't know what the, like the like the time frame is, but over the last like whatever like six or seven weeks, I think after Kyler Murray, he's like the re- leading quarterback rusher or something. Wow, Which I, I can't remember the exact stat was, but he's been running a lot more lately, and they should get good field position. They should get pretty good field position. Yeah, so like 
if say you know you have Lamar and now he's got COVID, if you're strapped for streaming options, like I don't hate Daniel Jones, I may be going there myself. Uh, I think it's a good play. I think he's got a ceiling, of course. Yeah. I think the Giants' offense has just a cap on their ceiling altogether. Yeah. But Go, like, I mean, I he's getting like good against bad teams, right? That's kind of his thing. Yeah, him getting like eighteen to twenty-two points seems pretty realistic to yeah. me. He's had he's, his two best games have been against Philly, and they're bad. So they're bad. <laughs> like, like his big days come with the rushing totals too. Like so, maybe like he runs some touchdowns in because he's only got one rushing touchdown, even though he's got a fair amount of rushing yards. Actually, let's see. Yeah, he's gotten three hundred eighty-four rushing yards so far this year. Wow, it's hilarious. So, but yeah, on Cincy side. Oh, I don't want to play anyone, but like, what if you? Have I would. To? I would advise against it. If you can avoid it, avoid it. It's Brandon Allen. Yeah, it's Brandon Allen. But, well, it wouldn't surprise me if Boyd had four catches for twelve targets. You know, what, what are the odds they get a trick play where Boyd like is launching it to T Higgins? That would be cool. I mean, they're Did, gonna have to get creative here, right? Didn't Boyd play quarterback at some point? I don't know if it was in college. It might have been high school, but like I feel like I remember them talking about him being a quarterback at some point. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think he did some in high school. Okay. He played literally every position in high school, apparently. No, well, there you go. Yeah. Just give the ball to Tyler Boyd. And <laughs> Classic. But uh, next up, a much more exciting game in Tennessee at Indy. So right now, we both have Tennessee. I actually switched over from Indy. Um, did their defensive injuries for me are kind of the kicker here. Um, so Philip Rivers have, uh, has been like, you know, on the injury report this week, a toe thing, but I think he'll play. Um, we just saw Jonathan Taylor go on the COVID list shortly before recording this. Yep. Um, that matters for fantasy, but I don't think game outcome, but they're missing Ryan Kelly, DeForest Buckner, Danico Autry, and uh, Okariki. So a lot Bobby. of defensive injuries. Meaning, choo, <laughs> choo. His name was Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think we're both about to say, we're about to do the same thing just now. Typing yeah. in the banger section. Yeah, like, this is what happens. This is why he's, like, he's the, he's the why they call him the king of the north because, like, he comes out in the winter and balls out. Like, right. this is this king is why. <laughs> you get these weakened defenses and the road matchups get easy. It gets a lot easier at the line. He gets through the line. Boom. Like He starts choo-chooing. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot you can do when the muscle train choo-choos, man. Yeah. But um, on the other side, I do like Hines a lot. Sure. Yeah. I mean, no, I can run with that. Yeah. With no Jonathan Taylor, we saw him literally just two weeks ago ball out on, ball out of the Titans. So I'm trying but, to think of like who else <laughs> besides those yeah, two. Who yeah. Else? Yeah. I mean, so Michael Pittman was my other guy. Um, he, I think he's fine to stream most weeks as a flex yeah, option because even if he's not like, getting targets. targets. Yeah. Like he, like last week he didn't get too many, but he like made his own touchdown pretty much. That was insane. Yeah. That was so good. Um. He seems like the guy Philip Rivers has the best, like, I don't want to say chance, but, like, he's best chemistry, maybe? I don't know. He's the type of guy Philip Rivers likes. It's like his uh, Vincent Jackson. Yeah, he loves those giant guys, so. It's his uh, Denario Alexander, if any of you remember him. <laughs> oh, God. He was so good and just could never get, he, like, he had the worst injury bug. Mm-hmm. He had ACL tears every year, but every time he played, it was, like, 100 yards touchdown. Oh, man what, what could have been <laughs> so yeah I'm, yeah i think Pittman's fine here um because i think we'll get like probably malcolm butler a fair amount i don't know mm, which i think been okay yeah he has a big size advantage like malcolm butler is the issue though yeah. like for that <laughs> but so back to the tennessee side though aside from derrick henry 
Anyone yeah, I'm like? looking at them right now. So we know Humphreys is out. I actually don't hate Jonu this week, even though um, the Colts have been pretty good against tight ends. They're missing a lot of those pieces in mm. like their linebackers that I think would be important for that. And with no Humphreys out, I don't know. Maybe it ends up being like Corey Davis, but I think like I have Jonu and Mandrews, and I'm probably starting Jonu. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I mean, yeah, I guess with the uncertainties, and no yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what's happening in that game at this point. Yeah, well, I literally just got an alert that James Conner is tested positive for COVID. So, damn, really? Yeah, it's probably good that they didn't play that because, like, the game on Thursday because, like, there have been positives that we didn't know about. It's like half the team. The Steelers had like four positive cases in the past two days. Yeah, it's been rough on all fronts. <laughs> Stefan Tuitt and James Conner. Stefan yeah. Tuitt's pretty good. That's a big hit for them. Yeah, they've had a lot of like a lot of their own uh like COVID stuff too. Like I know they're all complaining about the game like possibly right. like like being postponed. Like well, it was postponed, but like now they have their own issues. So Yeah. But so anyway, back to this game. Um yeah, like AJ Brown didn't do much last time out. So oh, so that means he'll do well this time. <laughs> yeah, so did, it, would you say him, Corey Davis? Because did Corey Davis do well their last meeting? Checking. So yeah, he had five for sixty-seven, and then last week he had a really good game against Baltimore, actually. And then, so what was it? Jonu had the good game. Now let me pull up the stats. Did Jonu run one in? I feel like he ran one in. That happens sometimes. He did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one for one and one. One carry for one yard, one touchdown. I love that the they like use him to rush, like to rush though, because like he is so good on the balls in his hands. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Titans just didn't do much last time out. Looking at it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I would lock in AJ Brown. Oh, that's right. Their special teams shit the bed. Okay. That yep, their punter. That the was punt, right. What was yeah. the punt play, not their punter? Yeah, and then like they miss some field goals. Like I think if their special teams does it, like vomit all over themselves. <laughs> like they should be fine. Oh god, Philip like that, that, that really set them behind is a thing. Like it's important, man. Really one of the most important parts of football, just ask Bill Belichick. He'll talk to you for like three hours about a punter. That would be like some ASMR. Like <laughs> like that that would help you fall asleep listening to just Bill Belichick talk about special teams for three hours. Talk about this lefty punter. <laughs> and what we do is we have we have punt the ball and pin them in the twenty. And what we do is we we act like we're gonna touch it, so they they grab it and fumble it, and then we haven't touched it, but then we touch it and we get the ball back. Like it's an arm, it's an arm arm punt, or like leg pass. Arm to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, do you, so if you're choosing, I guess I mean choosing between AJ Brown and Corey Davis, yeah, I guess you gotta default to AJ Brown, but. Yeah, I'll take AJ Brown. I mean, he he's still one of the best receivers. He's probably the, he's still the best receiver on the team. Oh yeah, and for sure. This is classic uh, split game. Yeah, swing here. Yeah, it is yeah, only like a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah, it has. Yeah, that's true. It's only been a few weeks, but a lot of times when you have those split games, they do all the things that didn't work the yeah. first time, and the you know. And I think like these are both good coaches too. Like that's the thing. They are. I have respect for both coaches here, which is nice. I like being able to say that. Uh, Frank Reich is great. Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles really miss him. And, of course, uh, Vrabel uh, has done a really good job there in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. They've they've been in so many games that, like, like a bunch of teams would have been out of. But 
say the uh, when I was doing my sort of playoff predictions, the winner of this game makes the playoffs. Gotcha. Because though they I know, tied. I know you like you were like uh, I don't want to say pessimistic, but kind of like weary on the Colts. So why like what's what's kind of your like thing with the Colts <laughs> and not being sure on them? My biggest thing with the Colts right now is they really don't have an offensive identity. Mm-hmm. Just watching them, like I'm, I'm like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Like you know, most teams in the league have some form of offensive identity. For the Falcons, it's Matt Ryan to Julio in the passing game. Um, for the Bengals, it was Joe Burrow throwing sixty times mm-hmm. to Tyler to everybody, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Um, even you know, like the Titans, their entire offensive identity is Derrick Henry, and then opening things up in the passing game for Tannehill. Most teams have sort of an offensive identity. Even the Cowboys found theirs against mm-hmm. the Vikings, but I, the, the Colts just really don't have one. No, yeah, like it was supposed to be Jonathan Taylor, but it hasn't really it, been right. He's not ready yet, or isn't going to be good. One of the two, and their, you know, their line is probably their best, their most, you know, identifiable feature is their offensive line, which is cool, but it. It's not inspiring when you're going against teams that you need to have, like, some firepower there. Like, all of their pieces are good. They're just not really explosive in any way. Rivers completes the passes, but he's not airing it out. Yeah, that's um, you're, you're You will ultimately rely on Rivers to win the game for you. And that's, that's, a, little <laughs> that's scary. a scary proposition. Because so. he, he can't really throw the deep ball like he used to he can do it every now and then but he's he's clearly not as good as he once was yeah so the Colts schedule is kind of tough from here on out so they get the titans texans raiders texans again steelers and jags like the jags you know that's that but like they could realistically lose like five in a row not saying they will but they could yep and they are i believe they are tied with the titans yeah, record at seven and three. Whereas the Titans' schedule the rest of the year, they also get the Jags, they also get the Lions, and they get the Browns, which are all winnable games. They get the Packers and the Texans, but that schedule is a lot easier than the yeah. Colts. So, like with the with the Texans, like on these two teams, like the Texans match up a lot better with the Colts than they do the Titans, because like the Titans, like it, the Texans' defense is perfect for what the Titans want to do. They can just run, 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 run. Like, yeah. it's a big pass plays, whatever. But, like, the Texans, I mean, the, I mean, the, I guess the Texans' defense is just bad in general. But, like, I think the Colts' defense and the Texans' offense, like, the Texans' offense is almost the opposite of the Titans' offense. Not not entirely, but I and guess, like, imagine, goal-wise, sort of. Imagine if the Texans win five in a row. They win out. <laughs> they beat the Colts twice and the Titans. And then they have the Bears and Bengals, which is, like, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, because like the Texans like want to pass all day, and that's like kind of like if a good pass offense is like the ideal way to beat the Colts. Because mm-hmm. like they got guys out this week, but like they're not going to be out the whole like I don't, as far as I know, they're not not out the whole year. But like I think Deshaun Watson should be able to exploit the Colts' pass defense. But we'll we'll get to that next week. So right, but yeah, essentially the Texans get to decide <laughs> the fate of the Colts. Which uh, is yeah, hilarious. it's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Next up, we've got Carolina at Minnesota. We both have Carolina right now. Um, right now, Minnesota's favored by three and a 50-point over-under. Um, there will not be any Adam Thielen last I checked. Um, he's on the COVID list, and it seems like they've – I think they've ruled him out. Which is a big reason that I switched here to Carolina. 
Yeah. Well, okay. There's three, there's three people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they've officially ruled them out. I think they're waiting and seeing, but I think the plan is, I think the assumption is they will not have him. The the combination of him potentially being out, which I, I it looks like he's, it just says he's likely not playing. Yeah, they just, I, I don't know, like, if they have to, like, give more negative tests, or, like, what the exact deal is, but, like, I don't know. Because he had a positive and then a negative, so, like, I think they're trying to see if it was, like, false positive or if like he had it and then like didn't have it or what so yeah but like him uh ezra cleveland being out for minnesota again and then teddy coming back are sort of like the three point swing here for me Mm -hmm. and then for minnesota as well irv smith is expected to miss Uh. so they'll be down another another weapon then on the uh carolina side i think like so no no mccaffrey He's been like official or whatever. I think that was kind of assumed, but everyone else is uh, should be there. Yeah, they're pretty healthy. Yeah, they're kind of getting. They haven't really had like a lot of injuries. Like they've had McCaffrey go up. They haven't like had much else. I mean, I guess like their line has had a few problems, but their line wasn't really great. Yeah, the line <laughs> wasn't really the worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been getting some pass rush lately mm-hmm. with uh, Brian Burns and Yeeter. <laughs> That's a great Gross Matos and Derek Brown. Like they've been getting some pass rush. I just, yeah, the the Vikings. I don't know. I I really worry about the Vikings passing game without Adam Thielen. I know they still have Justin yeah. Jefferson, but Thielen is a hundred percent Cousins. You know, as we call it, struggle target. Like he saves his bacon all the time. Oh yeah. Not having him there, I think, is really big. Yeah, it's like I, I see. This is what you were alluding to when you were talking about the Falcons earlier. Yep. Yeah. The it's... same with Julio for Matt Ryan. With no mm-hmm. Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins could be pumpkin. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can try to look back and see a game Steelers missed and, like, see what Diggs did. But Diggs is better than Justin Jefferson. Like, that's, I don't think I was going to, like, argue that. Like, Justin Jefferson's great, but he's still a rookie. Like, Diggs has been awesome for several years. So it's kind of a different comparison. Like, we don't have him, we don't have much to go off of with this specific offense and no mm-hmm. feeling. So I don't think I have anything to go off of. So, like, does it mean more Cook? Does it mean, I mean, Jefferson will get more targets, but how much does the efficiency drop? Like, there's no herb. So, like, maybe. Kyle Rudolph is a stream, like maybe. I mean, I think Cook is kind of like the guy. Yeah. I think Jefferson is. You're also starting Jefferson. And I, outside of that, yeah. Like I, as much as like we want to like, there is the worry of the like efficiency going down. I I think Justin Jefferson will be fine. Oh yeah, I mean, I think yeah, the efficiency will go down, but it's Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like if he gets enough targets, like he'll do enough with some of them. I'm not really interested in the Minnesota side though, other than those guys. I like I don't want really I don't really want cousins or see I, you know BC Johnson or something. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm putting Rudolph as a stream mm-hmm. just because the target should be there. So it should be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be the struggle target. Yeah, they well, haven't I mean, looked. Yeah, he's been around for a while. They have chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Because Irv missed not last week, but the previous week Irv missed. And I let me check what Rudolph did that week. So yeah, he he got four for sixty three in the in the Chicago game that uh, Irv missed because he's kind of the only other tight end they have, pretty much. But, yeah. Uh, so Carolina side, that's where I'm interested. Yes, we get Teddy back and we get one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. Yeah, unashamedly, it, like nothing wrong with the Vikings, but man, that secondary is garbage and very young and yeah has a lot of room to grow. That's the nice way we'll put it. They have a lot of room to grow. <laughs> as a secondary so we got teddy 
Uh, we got Robbie. We going Robbie. With, some, with some Robbie this week. Yeah, I I, like I, for me, for week. me, I'm going Robbie over more this week. Um, I, I trying to get like I don't know if there's like a hard reason why. <laughs> Per se, it like, just seems stuff. right. Yeah, <laughs> Ted, Teddy does like Robbie a lot. Like, I mean, obviously, like PJ Walker spread out pretty evenly, but yeah, PJ Walker hit DJ more more than Teddy. Yeah, like, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, we as as is often joke sometimes Teddy just didn't order DJ more, but right, Robbie's target share is pretty safe with uh, Teddy. I mean, they they've all been playing well. Like all three of their receivers have been playing well, and that's like a, the reason for me to pick Carolina is like they're. Big strength matches up really well with Minnesota's big weakness. Although it's the truth for the other side, but like missing a feeling, like you said, I think is kind of the the push for me. Yeah, the problem is if the Panthers are just kind of cooking on offense, like Robbie's just scoring and Teddy's just throwing dimes, and they get up to a lead, then the run game becomes less effective. Yeah, like even Cook, though Dalvin Cook has a great matchup. Yeah, like he makes up big runs, gets the receptions too. That's the thing, like. Mm-hmm. He's going to get even more probably with Dylan out. Like, that's such a large share of the offense that's getting, like, reallocated. So, like, they will have to get points. Like, Carolina's going to score. So, Minnesota will have to try to score. Mm-hmm. Which, that always worries me when you mm-hmm. put Cousins in uh, pressured situations without Adam Thielen. He finally won a, a Monday night game, right? He did his first one <laughs> against the Bears. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of you, Kirk. <laughs> proud of you. Yeah, nineteen thirteen. But... the fridge. <laughs> no, Kirk. Kirk played really well in that game for what it's worth. I know the total score like ended up being low, but he played really well. Yeah, I mean the Bears have a good defense too, so mm-hmm. that's that's nice that he did well. Yeah, like all of the all of the Vikings flubs were not on Kirk, which is rare to say. <laughs> it yeah no that one interception quote was completely yeah, on the field. Like went out of field's hands and then Rudolph fumbled. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, this could be one of those nice high-scoring bad team games. So uh, high-scoring bad team. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that, that's the thing. Like, especially this part in the year, like it's it's hard to tell. Like, not I don't know, it's hard, but like that's one of the big things is trying to tell like which games of like sub five hundred teams are going to be like shit bowls and which ones are actually going to have points. <laughs> but because you, yeah, at this point in the year, you've got the teams that are like they're really polarized with their records. So you know, here we've got the both teams that are not really sniffing the playoffs. Yeah, there was one a couple weeks ago that I was worried about being like a, a dumpster. I remember what it was, but or, oh no, oh last like I think it was last week I was worried about Detroit Carolina being like a dumpster. Oh, it kind of was. Yeah, I mean, Detroit, it was for Detroit. It was for Detroit. Carolina yeah. only got like twenty just because they're, they're the two like like red zone picks, but. That was my Patricia not fired yet. <laughs> Gosh, that was so bad this past week. But moving on, we've got Arizona at New England. Right now, we both have Arizona. It's it's tough. This is a tough one to call. Um, it's for me. It like it's all going to depend on how New England's like first like three drives go. I think because okay. like if they if they can like string some drives together and like get points on the board early and like keep it out of Kyler's hands for like a lot of the first and second quarter, that gives them a really good chance. But if they have, like, two, three announced to start, they're just screwed. Like, I know that you can't say that for a lot of teams, but I think it's really important for New England to be able to keep their game script that they want, like, in in the scope of reality. Yeah, they can't let the game get away from them because they don't have the offensive firepower to yeah. make big comebacks. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, need the, they need to win the first quarter. Yeah. They need to win the first and the third quarter. They to- always win the third quarter. They're really good yeah. at that. But uh, Bill, yeah. 
I so to me, like this is a really tough matchup. I'm having a hard time kind of picking it. I think it looks like Kyler's good. Kyler's playing. Yeah, he practiced fully, um, so he should be fine. Which is um, nice. I think it a lot of this game will kind of hinge on the Murray scurries. Yeah, and so that's that's the tilter for me. That has been New England's weakness over the last several years. That's how this team thrives in area like with Arizona, like off the Murray scurries. So yep. it's a big Kyler Zoomies. Yeah, we, we will get uh, Hopkins versus Gilmore, which will be fun. Yeah, is it another game where, like, Hopkins is just held the entire time? <laughs> it could be. Like, <laughs> I can see that happening. Um, JC Jackson holds, like, crazy. That's, like, what he's been coached to do is just hold. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I'm, I'm curious, like, if Gilmore will shadow him or if they'll, like, mix it around. Just because, like, the, with the way Arizona plays, like, they kind of force teams to mix it around. So I'm kind of curious how that'll end up. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think Gilmore will be on Hopkins the whole game. He might be, but he, yeah. they'd have to move around a lot. I don't really know. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the Patriots are kind of famous for changing their scheme up based on who they're playing. Yeah, I'm week. curious how they're going to do it. Like, because they have to contain Kyler. They have to figure out something. Like, maybe they do what they did, like, against the Ravens. Like, I don't keep making these comps, but, like, when, when a quarterback is that dangerous with his legs and you're bad at defending that historically as a team, like, you've got to come up with something, so... Yeah, the problem, like the only difference, I guess, is that I think Kyler is a little scarier. Yeah. Just like with his throwing. Yeah. Whereas well, Lamar, like you can kind of shell out to contain him because the pass that he might get off won't be as dangerous. Uh-huh. And he doesn't have Hopkins. Yeah. The weapons well. are the huge difference. Like, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of it, too. Um, um, Fitzgerald is out, like, on the weapon side of that. It doesn't really matter a ton, I don't think. And then for the see, I think that does matter a bit because right. Larry's been a struggle target for Kyler this year. Like when he needs that first down, like Larry is his third down like conversion guy, and that worries me a little bit. He did have, yeah, he did um, have ten targets last game. Yeah, I, I mean they still have Christian Kirk, but you know Andy Isabella is Andy Isabella, and <laughs> you know if they do contain Hopkins, then it I think a lot of it's just going to be Kyler and yeah. maybe. I guess, like, yeah, so the, the run game is kind of where I'm thinking with this. Like, if they're able to keep the pass game in check, New, New England's run defense hasn't actually been very good lately. No, you can say it's been it's been bad. Yeah, like they're worse against the run than the pass by a lot. Uh, so it's, like, a, it's kind of a funnel. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm curious, like if Cliff Ooh. recognizes that enough to like make that a focal point. Like Deshaun torched him, but Deshaun yeah. has no run game. Like, literally. <laughs> Dude, Deshaun Watson's been amazing this year. He really has. He's been so That's good. That's a shame that, yeah. you know, Bill O'Brien just wanted to ruin the franchise. Yeah, Hopkins tweeted about the trade again recently. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that last. It's like, thank you, Arizona, for believing me enough to give up a second for me or whatever. I know. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, so on the New England side, Rex Burkhead's out for the year. He tore his ACL, I'm pretty sure. Dang. He was. Um, so with that, there's James White, there's... Sony uh, Michelle. Yeah, Sony Michelle. That's the kind of the big thing I was getting to next. Yeah, like, so he is kind of due to return. He, I think he was technically back last week, but... He was back last week, but they held him out. Yeah. As sort like, of a backup. Uh-huh. So, like, Damian Harris <laughs> has been the guy, but, like, <laughs> do they work in Sony now? Like, James White's going to get all the pass catching, I think. As per usual, yeah. yeah. So I think that's the, I think that's kind of the biggest thing of the running back change is that like they also use Burkhead in the passing game, but like they don't like to use Sony in, in uh 
Damien in that way. So I think uh, James White becomes like a much like steadier PPR option. I think that's kind of the main like his his that. floor has increased by yeah. like four four receptions or three mm-hmm. receptions or so a game. Yeah, but I have a tough time picking players aside from Kyler in this game. Like I like Kyler, but otherwise I'm not sure. I like Kyler. I'm sticking with Edmonds in the stream. Um, I can see he's that. just like he just does enough every week to get you like ten points. Yeah. But, and the run matchup's not great. I, I still don't really believe that much in Drake. Not that, you know, he's bad. It's just... No, it, I get it. It's just hard to like, get there. Yeah. I don't think the Cardinals have great run blocking. No. Would, their offensive line is one of the weaknesses, for sure. Yeah. So more of like the catching the ball out of the backfield, scat back, I think as they call it. Mm-hmm. Scat, um, back. scat back. I, I mean, I have no problems with Cam. I yeah, I mean, like, like I think he's fine if he's your guy because I mean a lot of leagues like the quarterback options are pretty pretty weak. Yeah, they, I mean they will have to keep up, and their defense hasn't been great. Like, so if anyone's gonna keep up at all, it can't make sense. Yeah, but like like I think honestly, like you could just say like their quarterbacks and then just leave it there. Yeah, because like I don't I don't really love Hopkins this week. It's just he obviously can do well any given week. And if you have him, you're probably starting him, but he could just be like, you know, the Xavier Howard week yeah. where they just hold him the whole time. Yeah. They I get mean, five yard penalties. So they don't let him catch anything. Yeah. I mean, it's what we say about Belichick like every week is like, he will try to everything to take away your best weapon. Right. But is it Hopkins or Kyler? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what they, they determine Hopkins or like try to contain Kyler. So I, I, I think this will be a good game. Even if like fantasy wise, we're just like, uh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Next up, we've got. I don't think it'll be a good game. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Miami at the Jets. Um, we both have Miami at the moment. It looks yeah. like Tua probably won't play. Um, I get the feeling that he won't. What was that? What was it that uh, they said about his so thumb? this morning? They said he's very questionable and that they won't play him if he's affected at all by the thumb. So it sounds it's like very he won't play. Questionable. <laughs> like as much as like I hate it. Like this could be. The, the one. This could be the week that the Jets pull it out. Oh, no. Don't like, say it. Darnold's back. Like, I, I, as far as I know, Becton's fine. Like, they have all their receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know LaMichael P. Ryan's out, so, you know, got some gore time. It, I mean, if, if Fitz is starting, he is always prone to the, you know, Fitz tragic. Like, I know. That's really scary. <laughs> it's really scary, man. I think this is the game Jets fans are most worried about because it should be just a fine, solid Miami win, but we know there's a lot of factors in this with Fitzpatrick possibly getting the start and Fitzpatrick's history of screwing over the Jets. <laughs> um, and that- this is the first game all season that Darnold will be in with all three wide receivers. It only took 12 weeks. Uh, yeah, last time I- they played, Fitzpatrick was... Um- was a starter. Miles Gaskin was there, so that, that's kind of something to watch too. And like they had Flacco and Perriman and Crowder, but no Mims, and it was the twenty-four zero shutout. So we might just be worrying unnecessarily. But I hope I am. I hope <laughs> I'm being overly precautious here. I did want to mention that this is a game where like the Jets really need to make Darnold look good. Um. Because we don't know what's going on in the future. You know, the Jets are doing everything right and saying that, you know, Darnold's our guy and we're just playing the season. You know, we're just taking it one game at a time kind of thing, which we all know it's bullshit. But 
they're they're saying that, and they need to kind of back that up with Darnold looking good this game. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how the play calling looks. I'm I would not be shocked if we saw some nice play calling here, uh, just in the beginning of the game, maybe the first half, <laughs> as they've been doing in the past few weeks. So like the Jets do get some points on the board because they, you know they need Darnold to look good. If they're going to eventually trade him, they want his draft capital to go up. And if they, you know, end up winning a game and they do end up having to stick with Darnold, then they want, you know, him to look good as well. So it behooves them to have Darnold look good, Mm -hmm. even though they still need to find that balance between making him look good and still losing. (laughs) Which is a tough line. Oh, can Gase do it? It's a oh, tough man. line, man. I but hope look, he can. The spread right now for this. So the Miami Saber by touchdown still and a 44 and a half over under. Mm. So they still like him enough. Um, so I don't know if there's any other injuries aside from like a Michael Pirine and the, the potential to Oh, yeah, the running back situation. So Sal- Salvin Ahmed's out. Um, Miles Gaskin is questionable. I feel like probably on the closer to Dapple side of questionable. Um, I mean, keep it on because if he is back, he is the guy because I last week they didn't really get Brita much. I mean, it was the first week back, I think, but like if, if there's no Gaskin either, like, I don't think I really want to play Brita just because this run game, like hasn't really got like on the ground. They've really done nothing all year. Like Gaskin, a lot of Gaskin's value has been PPR wise. Yeah. Because that is the big weakness of Miami is their offensive line. Yeah. That and then the run D. Right. Which like, so Miami, they're to me a lot like the Cardinals in that they're certainly on the right path, but they still have a few like yeah. glaring issues, both of them sort of being the offensive line and the run, run defense. Um, they're obviously very differently offensively schemed, but those, those are some pretty big parallels there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Dolphins, I would love to see them make the playoffs, but ultimately I think there is a pretty strong possibility they finish, you know, maybe nine and seven and can't get Yeah, in. they're they're in that group of like teams that like are fighting hard for that like wild card spot. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be ups, you know upset or anything if they didn't make it, even though yeah. I did make a preseason bet that they would. Yeah, because I mean they are kind of early on the path, I guess. They well, are. They're really early on the path. The mm-hmm. fact that they're already this good is insane. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, it's basically as if like the Bengals were in the playoff hunt this year, and with Burrow <laughs> still being healthy, like it's just like what? <laughs> Who would have thought? But, Who would have thought? Yeah. So, fantasy wise, in this game, there's I don't have a ton of interest, but there are a couple guys. I think Devontae Parker makes a lot of sense with Fitzmagic. No Preston, it's the Jets. Yeah. Like Devontae Parker makes a ton of sense. Um, like a ton of sense. He's yeah. Fitzmagic's favorite dude, and the Jets. You know, 3D chess got rid of all their best corners, which, you know, is also Isn't not chess great. Isn't chess already 3D? <laughs> 4D chess. Yeah. I well, can, no, I guess... with the Jets, it's just 3D chess. They've been playing 2D for a while. <laughs> now they're so now they're up to 3D. Yeah. They've been playing checkers, now they're playing chess. Make right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, your starting corners for the Jets will be Bryce Hall, fifth-round pick out of the draft, and Lamar Jackson, the undrafted free agent from last year's draft. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, their safeties are good, but their corners are not good. Nah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's tough there. It makes it really hard to think that Fitzmagic will have a bad game, even though he could. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he will. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, the Dolphins can... should roll here. 
Yeah, you could. It's true. I think Fitz is a like viable stream. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But so on the Jet side, I've got Crowder as my banger here. Actually, um, interesting. So Dar Darnold likes Crowder a lot more than Flacco does. I think we've kind of seen that at least this year. But just on general play style, like Darnold will go to Crowder, whereas Flacco kind of likes to ignore him and he likes to take the deep shots. Yeah, he likes Perriman and Darnold likes Crowder. They yeah. both like Mims. Yeah, Mims is just good. But the issue is the outside corner matchups with Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, especially Xavier Howard has been pretty good. Um, I mean, we know he's good. So that's kind of the thing to keep an eye on. And like having those two guys on the outside, it's going to be way easier for them to hit Crowder in the slot. And with this Miami defense being good, that also kind of contributes to more like dumps. Like dump offs. Dumps. <laughs> more dumps, yeah. too, but more dump offs. So Crowder, I think, could get back to his winning ways, at least for your fantasy team. And then Gore is a stream. So he's going to get all the work against a not great run defense, and Adam Gase loves him. So. Yeah, I mean, if he gets 20 carries for 60 yards, like, would you be surprised at all? No, the, the, the thing is, is, like, you have to hope he falls into the end zone. Like, yeah. Th they'll pass to him, too, is the thing. Like, it's I funny. Don't, I don't think he's a stream this week. It's... You have to hope that, but the truth is that the Jets' red zone offense oh, is no, that's so, the problem. so bad. That, yeah, they'll be maybe they are at the one foot line. They run Gore up the middle, stuffed. Run Gore up the middle, stuffed. Mm -hmm. And then on third down, like do some stupid jet sweep with Gore where he loses six yards, and then they're kicking a field goal. Like Gore, Gore falls in the end zone. Like he'll be fine, but it's a lot of ifs on that. Yeah, like he's gonna get a lot of touches against a mad run defense. Like I think that's like the premise of it. It's not something I love either way, but. If I'm trying to think of like kind of like an like a like I would play him over Brita. Like if Gaskin and Ahmed are out, I'd still play uh Gore over Brita probably just because of how gross the run game has been for them. Yeah. Looking through like options here. I don't I uh, I don't know. Uh, he, he's not exciting. You're gonna see Josh Adams vulturing end zone Gosh. looks and you know, like mm -hmm. I mean, okay, here's one. Um so with no Jonathan Taylor, would you play Jordan Wilkins or Frank Gore? Jordan Wilkins. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, okay. Gore. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jonathan I Taylor. I would definitely do Hines. Like, yeah, but over, but then now it's at Wilkins. But that's not, that's not the predicament we're having here. Hines is obvious. No, it's right. Wilkins. I like. There was such a long pause. I'm like, did I did I lose him or is he just thinking that hard? <laughs> he died. <laughs> <laughs> I lost Mozzie. I yeah. I have no faith in Gore this week. So you take Wilkins over Gore. Yeah, I would still take Wilkins so over that's, Gore. That seems like the the line based on how much of a struggle that was for you to decide, though. Yeah, that's a good line there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a, a lot of it's like if you're hoping on an end zone fall in the Colts, I think inspire a lot more confidence than the Jets do. Like, I think Gore has basically a 14-point ceiling, and what? that includes a touchdown. Yes, I agree. What about Gore or Geo? Oh, God. <laughs> no Burrow. Yeah, it's the Giants. I'd probably take Bernard. W would would the Bernard. league scoring depend on it for you? Would the what? Would the like would your league scoring depend on that for you? Because oh. like what when uh when Burrow left last week, Geo lost points. <laughs> <laughs> like no, he was at like eight, and then he was he finished at seven and a half. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? If I'm in a you know quarter point per carry league, I'm taking Gore. Yeah. But <laughs> Geo will get some dump offs, and I don't know if you can bang on that for gore but it's they're both gross they're probably both around the same <laughs> yeah i think i would play jordan wilkins over both of them mm -hmm. but 
<laughs> I hope no one's in that predicament. Yeah, I really hope not. If you're in that predicament and you're looking for the playoffs, like, woof. <laughs> this is like a really terrible would you rather. So we'll move on now, though. Cleveland at Jacksonville. Oh, uh, God, it's getting worse. <laughs> yeah, now Cleveland, we both have. Trouble of a dub dub. Yep. Is yep, there yep. anyone else in this game besides Nick Chubb? Or I guess Kareem Hunt. I guess the the, the Cleveland running game. Yes. Anything, Cle- yeah. anything else? Cleveland run game and... <laughs> so I just typed in Cleveland defense because we have Mike Glennon starting. There's no Chark. There's no Chris Conley. Yeah. So, I mean, you're kind of banking on, I guess, it would be Keelan Colwick. Levishka's going to come back, but it's Mike Glennon. So, like, I guess, like... James Robinson is the only guy I feel okay with just on pure volume and like hopefully like receptions, but man, like, ugh. I don't even know if I like James Robinson this week. Like I do because in general, the, the Jags have been pretty good at run blocking. He's the only running about there getting any touches. Exactly. The only problem is, is that uh, Andrew Norwell's out for Uh, the Jags, who is their left guard. Who's really good. And I don't know, man. I'm <laughs> I'm so off this game outside of Cleveland running. Like it's gross. This is really gross. Mike Glennon, dude. Yeah, the ginger a, giraffe. Yeah, even though there's no Miles Garrett, like I still look interested in the Cleveland defense. Like this literally should be Chubb Hunt game. I will say though, if Mike Glennon w- wins this game, they're like he'll be my favorite quarterback of all time. <laughs> Like Jets fans love Mike Lennon this week. Oh man, yeah, like that's that. <laughs> All my homies love Mike Lennon. Yeah, hoping he pulls out the win, but I, I don't see it coming. I don't see it at all. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Without, I mean, you don't have Chark or uh, or Conley. Yeah, which, the, I mean, Conley's yeah, missing. Not as important, but no DJ Chark. Yeah, the like, last time they didn't have Chark, this offense just sputtered. So. Which uh, it should be a really bad offensive day for for the Jags. Yeah, it should. Yeah, that's all we have for that game. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be a bad game for the Jags if they were playing the Bengals, like like on, on offense. Like, they're just Mike Glennon, no DJ Chark. Like, ugh, ugh, mm-hmm. no, no Norwell. Yeah, so. Gross. Next up, we have New Orleans at Denver. So this is our only, I think, at the moment, game where we have a split pick. I'm picking Denver. You're picking New Orleans. So you go first. <laughs> um... So this is my Vami of the Week. This is, I think it's one of the grossest games I'm probably not going to watch. Uh, I'm never going to count out Denver when they're at home. So, like, this was a tough pick for me. Um, the only thing is, like, the Saints are 6-0 and without Drew Brees the past two years. They clearly just have offensive schemes, like, through Sean Payton, and they're a really good defense that they're pretty safe, even though they can put in backups at quarterback. Um. Broncos get a really tough run matchup at like, as in like <laughs> they will have a hard time stopping Camara and then vice versa. Like the saints run D is really good, mm-hmm. uh, which should pretty much stop Melvin Gordon right at the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the, my takeaway here is that the team that wins the turnover battle will win the game which that's yeah. not really that hot of a take, but I think it's going to be really important for this game because, A, Taysom Hill fumbles all the fucking time. Yeah. Good Lord, dude. He, like, hold he, on could, he could have a really high turnover count. That's part of my Denver pick here. 
for sure. Uh, I still think that the Saints secondary is suspect, despite their recent improvement. I think they still are prone to bad games. And so I think the scenario where Denver wins is Luck doesn't turn the ball over and just gets the ball into the hands of his very talented, like young wide receivers, because they can, you know, they can make short work. I think of the saints cornerbacks with the ball in their hands. I trust them on the, on the open field to make it to the end zone. Yeah. Uh, but they got to keep the turnovers to a minimum. If Locke has a turnover game, like they're not going to win. Yeah, and then vice versa. If yeah, Hill is, yeah, it's possible for both of them for sure. That's like the concern. I will say if Jerry Judy doesn't play, I'm probably going to switch. Um, right oh, now, is he questionable? Yeah, he's had like an ankle. So they, they've listed ankle and Achilles. I guess he's got like a sore Achilles. Um, Ooh. He practiced partially on Wednesday and Friday, took Thursday off. So like, keep an eye on that. Um, but, but my my big thing with Denver here is um, they're, they're getting a lot healthier as a team overall. And then their defense is getting healthier. That's kind of the big thing. They're getting a lot of their defensive pieces back. Like their corners have been out for a while. It's like now they got Bryce Callahan back. It looks You'll like they have to check have... on Callahan, though. Yeah, he was, wasn't, he, wasn't he back last week? Or He was, but now he's questionable again. Yeah, that might just be like formality. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, it, I he, have to see so if it's he, a carryover from last week. Yeah, so they gave him Wednesday rest, surprise, um, always. But he partially practiced Thursday, fully practiced Friday. So okay. it seems like he'll be good to go. He should be good if he had a full practice Friday. That's like yeah. the big uh-huh. one. Yeah, that, that's what I was being concerned about Julio is he didn't practice Friday. I think he had limited to what Thursday, which is kind of odd. But um, like Fance looks like on track to play. Like they're getting healthier, and I think that the Denver defense will be able to take advantage of the Taysom Hill flops that Atlanta couldn't take advantage of. That's really where I'm at with it. Like it is gonna be a gross game, and I think Denver is, you know, suitable sort of to win the gross games. I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope. Uh... That that happens, I just I worry. Yeah, I worry um, that the Saints get away with another victory that they probably shouldn't get. But. They could, yeah. The, the another thing to watch for Denver is they've had like two guys go on the COVID list this week, so keep an eye on like you know if they have other guys you near know, drop out with COVID issues. You know, if uh, yeah, if Jerry Judy's not playing, yeah, I can't I can't pick the Broncos if Jerry Judy doesn't play, but because he yeah he's kind of a big part of my you know they like Jerry Judy can out juke. <laughs> yeah all of the the secondary there for the saints yeah uh tim patrick's been playing really well though sure i think it's just like worth noting because like not a, not a household name at all but been playing really <laughs> well. and then yeah is marshall Lattimore gonna play yeah he, he's, he's he's expected to play at the moment so okay but he hasn't really been that good this year so yeah i mean the saints defense the past few weeks has been much like better on paper i just still think that a lot of that is a product of their pass rush and not necessarily their secondary improving a whole lot mm-hmm. and that's big because i forgot this but the offensive line coach for denver do you remember who it is is it tom cable it's mike munchak oh who is without a doubt the best offensive line coach in the league. You asked me, and I'm like, oh, God, is it Tom fucking Gable? <laughs> right. No, for two decades, he yeah, every team. Good, yeah, they have a good coach. Okay. He makes their offensive line so good. Garrett Bowles is the highest-rated left tackle in the league this year mm-hmm. um, for, for Denver. So if a lot of the Saints' success has been pass rush 
you know, defensively as opposed to their secondary getting better, you're going to see it this game because you're going to see a lot of good line play from Denver that should give Locke some time. So that, to me, leans Denver. So yeah. I'm very torn on this. I have New Orleans at the moment, but, like, this is a close, gross game. Yeah, I, I would. one other thing to keep an eye on is Graham Glasgow. I think he left kind of late in the last game, but he's. I think he's been limited throughout the week, and he's questionable, so his status matters for sure, too, because he's a good guard. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a good guard for them. <laughs> but, they still got Cushenberry, though. Mm-hmm. But overall, Cushenberry. I don't think I want much from this game fantasy-wise. So Not at one thing, it is Emmanuel Sanders' revenge game. I just remembered that. <laughs> anyway, so next up we've got uh, the Niners at Rams. We both have the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadly, yeah, there's not a whole lot there we can say. Jim, the Niners are missing so many pieces. No Kittle, no Jimmy G. They do get Debo back. Uh-huh. Um, my takeaway is basically that I expect Shanahan to dial up some really cool, creative, offensive run schemes. But... They ultimately just – I don't see how they can keep up with the Rams' offense because the Rams' offense should really flourish this week. The Niners' defense is really battered. They're missing they're missing pieces in every phase of their defense. Like, obviously, no Bosa, but they're also missing Jaquaski tart The linebacking core is decimated. The pass rush hospitalized. Like, Goff should have more time to throw than he's ever had against this team, which we like to see with Goff because – He's a lot better when he doesn't have pressure all over him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there is Aaron Donald going against a fourth-string backup center for the Niners. Big rip. Big rip. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, off a of bye week, I'll take San Fran to put up some points and, you know, get some things going in an inspiring sort of way. But ultimately, like, they just they can't keep up. Yeah, so I'm looking through, like, I was trying to figure out the running situation. So... I don't know if we'll have like Mostert or Jeff Wilson back. They're both on IR, or I think they've, but I think they've both been designated to return. So I don't know if they're going to be back this week or not, but I'm not expecting it. Um, I think Mostert's more likely, but I don't know for sure if it's going to happen. So it kind of leaves McKinnon and Hasty on that side. But yeah, I think one in, on the Rams side, one of the more important injuries to note, uh, I guess that's kind of new, is Higby. He hasn't practiced, I don't think, all week. So he may not go, and that would really free things up for Jordan Everett, who looked good last week. Like, Jordan Everett looked better last week, I would say, honestly, watching the game. So he definitely could be a solid tight end stream if Higby is, in fact, out. But yeah, aside from that, no, like, yeah. like Cup and Woods are always fine, but, like, it's, I, you never know who's going to do what. It's so hard on the Rams side. Like, as like, a role where the running backs get going this week, you know? like Yeah, running backs. I think Everett's a good play. Um, with with no Higby, mm-hmm. and like, then, uh, Cup's been getting think, peppered lately. I think Cup is like oh, yeah. kind of becoming safe again. Yeah, Cup should be the guy because you know their outside corners are pretty good. Mm-hmm. They're in uh, San well, Fran. Are, I still they, think are they healthy be. though? <laughs> yeah, they're the it's only red, healthy yeah. part of the defense. Is uh, uh, Emmanuel Mosley? Mm-hmm. question mark and Verrett. Well, who Verrett has gotten cooked a couple times <laughs> this year? Right, like Woods can cook him. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but without the strong safety tart there, yeah, that makes it, to me, a little opening up for the tight end game, maybe. Get a little more Everett. Um, who else was going to mention? Oh, I think Debo probably gets like five rushes this game. Should, yeah. yeah he's been out for a while, so I'm kind of curious to see how they get him integrated back in. 
I, I don't think we're gonna have Kwan Williams still. So he had like he got suspended, and then they like almost immediately lifted the suspension for like for the, like the violation of the PED policies. Like I'm not sure, so I guess he's fine. Weird. Yeah, because like he Tuesday at six fifty it came out he was suspended. It's like something around that, and then like literally the next like two days later, like on Thursday. Guy, he's good. So, yeah, I don't know what is up with that, but I don't think he's expected to play regardless. What's the spread on this game anyway? Six and a half for the Rams. 44 and a half over under. That sounds about right. Yeah. Pretty yeah. gross. Slobber knocker. But uh, <laughs> probably the opposite type of game. We've got Kansas City at Tampa. Um, oh, highlight the 4 p.m. games. So. Hell yeah. I, I hope the Chiefs. I, I don't. I, I, it sounds gross saying I hope the Chiefs win. But like. Man, fuck Tampa. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah. Here. But it's tough because I, like, I think we both kind of agree Tampa kind of matches up well. So. Yeah. Where, like, where are you at on this do. game? Um, so yeah, I wrote a long paragraph for this one. I was, you know, like, here we go. Um, it's not prime time, but with all the other 4 PM games, everyone's going to be watching this one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see where to start. (laughs) Uh, the Bucks should get their guard, Ali Marpet back. And that's really big for them because that helps in the run blocking. Uh, as a whole, like, the Bucks match up pretty well against the Chiefs, in my opinion. Uh, they have a pretty serious sort of advantage. They can run all day with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette and keep the Chiefs like from running it themselves. Also keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and forcing Mahomes to throw it against what is a pretty pretty solid pass rush for the Buccaneers. Like That right there usually spells a victory for a team. Mm-hmm. Like They can run effectively. They can get a pass rush on the other quarterback. And, it, you know, like the Chiefs themselves are pretty weak to the run. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's an issue there, yeah. It's not a matchup for them here. Like, it should be on, a Rojo game. And quite frankly, the Buccaneers, like the Colts, offensive identity has been an issue. They really need to get back to their offensive identity, which is not Tom Brady. It's the run game. It's Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Well, mostly Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, I guess, secondary to him. But those are the guys they should be centering their offense around and then using that to open things up for Brady to make easy throws so he doesn't have to throw it deep all the time. Like, they should be learning a little bit from their other division opponent, the Saints. They're just trying to force the fucking square peg into a round <laughs> hole with Bruce Arians. So, like, if, they, if they're, they're serious... They're trying to fit a Morbid peg into a round hole... Right. Like, if they're serious and they want to win, they need to change their offensive game plan up and start running it a little bit more. Um, But at the same time, it's Patrick motherfucking Mahomes, dude. And I don't care what the paper says. Fuck Tom Brady. Go Chiefs. And at (laughs) no point do I want to root for the Buccaneers Sunday. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs here, even though, uh, you know, on paper, it's a Bucs win. But. I don't care. The on paper, off paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm going off paper here. But man. also Mahomes. <laughs> also Mahomes. Yeah, I think after last week too, where Arians like mentioned something about Brady, like having like like making some wrong reads. I feel like they're gonna actually try to focus on the run game this week. Um, Ali Marpet should be back, although now Aq Shipley's gone, so kind of trading. Yeah. I think it's a still a net gain, even though it's very unfortunate for uh, Aq Shipley there. Um, so like one of the big things is. This matches up really well for Travis Kelsey too. Ooh, tell like, me more. So like, I mean, they're they're a classic tight end funnel. Like, they're the and, Buccaneers because yeah, yeah. 
well, like one, outside corners, good yeah. pass rush D line. Yeah, and they also like don't cover tight ends that well too. Like Devin White is like whatever like they get him in coverage on. It's like an athletic tight end. He struggles a lot. So it's a tall order to try to cover Kelsey. Yeah, because yeah. there and he's got a huge size advantage on some of the linebackers too. Which I mean, not like it's not like a hot take or anything, but like they're they're great side to side linebackers. That's like the point. That's the point of it. Their like their defense is designed around that, but. Travis Kelsey isn't he's not going side to side on you so it's like that's what makes it tough so this like lines up great for a good Travis Kelsey game he's been far and away like with, with George Kittle he's been far and away the best tight end in the oh, league by, by yeah. large margins so large marge yeah he's been <laughs> like if you picked him like really early in your draft he's been a great advantage for you but um, oh absolutely yeah and then we've seen like so I think what we saw with Cup and Woods last week with all the yak, I think they're really going to get that going this week. The Chiefs, well, they're going to see that and be like, okay, like, Andy Reid's smart. Really, like, he'll do what they're supposed to do. Um, and, like, that could really set up for just a lot of short screens and crosses to Tyreek that he works with after the catch. Uh-huh. So, the, old, the Jerry Rice special, 8-yard yeah. pass, 70-yard touchdown. <laughs> um, I, like, I wanted to say that uh, the Bucks secondary is definitely good. But it's not like they've got, you know, Deion Sanders and Darrell Revis back there, which is basically how good your secondary would have to be to shut down Mahomes passing yeah. game. <laughs> like Mahomes is still gonna find his guys. Yeah, like I, the, this seems like the trifecta game, like the you know, Mahomes to Kelsey and Reek game, like that happens, yeah. like when they actually have to like really really try. Uh, the Bucks, I think, are also a little more susceptible to running backs that catch. They're not the ground game. They're you know very solid, yeah. really good at the ground game. But Ceh catching passes, I think, is likely um, with some good run blocking, or maybe like a you know they swing it out right to him, and he's got a bunch of guys blocking. Kelsey's improved on his blocking a ton this year. Mm-hmm. He's made a huge jump in his blocking, which is really big for him because that was the knock on him for years was that he. Was super athletic offensive weapon, but couldn't block for shit, which is why people were like, oh, well, Kittle's better. But now, Kelsey is blocking well. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some swings out to uh, to CEH going around the right. You put Travis Kelsey and some blockers out there. Like, you know, Andy Reid is creative. They're going to do, they're going to take advantage of, you know, what little parts they can exploit in the Bucks defense. I'm sticking with, uh, yeah, I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I, I just don't really want to root for Tampa. Yeah, really, just Tom Brady can suck it. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably go with the Chiefs. Um, Sammy Watkins is back. I don't know how much that matters, but he's back. I guess that kind of just knocks even more snaps off me. Cole Hardman, who man, I wanted it to be a thing, but he has not been a thing this year, unfortunately. Yeah, so. I think the greatest thing that could happen would be if the Chiefs win, and then Mahomes just goes straight to the locker room without shaking <laughs> Tom, shaking Tom's hands. Like you know, he's really not good enough to shake my hand, so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he couldn't catch up to me. He was too slow. He just couldn't catch up. He couldn't catch up. Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah, all these all these teams got to catch up to the Chiefs. <laughs> no, <I'm trying> to <laughs> <slam>. <laughs> oh, and every like the what is it that does like the like the gridiron heights or whatever? Like they always like over exaggerate his voice so much, and it's hilarious. That one you sent me where they're all skiing. Yes, that, that was crazy. fucking great. That was that, that was genius. Tyler's got like a hate yeah, he just falls <laughs> <laughs> a little baby thing. Oh gosh, you got a serious situation here, man. <laughs> Kyler, but he's spot is like a foot taller, foot shorter than everybody. He's got the deepest voice. 
Oh, but man. This should be a great game. I'm really excited for it. Um, I expect a lot of points. Vegas does, too. This 56.5 over under. Kansas City's favored by 3.5. I think this was one of the games like early on that I had Tampa losing. So I'll probably stick with that. But I'm leaving room just in case. But Sunday night, <clears throat> we've got Chicago at Green Bay in a uh, nice, lovely NFC uh, North showdown here. Vomit fest. Yeah. Green Bay. It was what we got. Um, Trubisky is going to be Trubisky. starting. Trubisky starting. Yeah, w- between him and Jair Alexander, man, oh, I, it's like one of the few times I don't want to play A-Rob. I don't blame you. It's gross, man. It's it's tough. It's real gross. But, like, he may be fine. And, like, I don't know if he'll full shadow A-Rob. But, oh, man, it's not enticing. I don't see how Chicago scores this game. <laughs> I don't either. They're they're like inversely matched up against the Packers. Like you yeah. know how the Panthers Vikings is like they both match up well against each other. Well, this is the opposite because <laughs> the Packers run defense sucks, and yet I cannot identify a running back for the Bears yet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like no, it's just gross. Then on the flip side, the the Bears will be without Akeem Hicks as mm. far as I'm aware, which is really really big for them. Um, I guess he's questionable, but I, I was reading earlier he would be out. I guess he's not not at this point. Let me look really quickly. Um, yeah, that's pretty big for me because if – Yeah, I don't think he's practiced all week, has he? I don't think so. Yeah, because oh, yeah, he's questionable right now. No, he's not practiced all week, so not looking good. Although it is a Monday game – or sorry, Sunday night game, I bet. So maybe it changes a little bit, but I don't think he'll play with that. And then yeah. Green Bay right now, Devontae Adams is like questionable, but he's going through the kind of the same – track he did uh previously and he played so mm-hmm. obviously he's great alan lazard should be on the field mvs is questionable so i mean kind of trading them around but yeah i just, I I think, really it's, just I think it's the backers are better yeah i guess the foot touchdown game <laughs> i have a 26 23 packers win i think it's fairly close because the bears do get eddie jackson back which is pretty big Mm-hmm. Bears defense is very good. Yeah, no, their defense has been solid. That's the only reason they've won any games. Right, exactly. Um, but, you know, can Trubisky do anything offensively? I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, the Packers' defense isn't great. So, like, they might have some success. But um, not holding my breath here. Yeah, it's just beat Devontae Adams getting some touchdowns, and that's kind of all the offense of the game. <laughs> I'm not huge on Devontae just because... <sighs> I, I think it's one of his worst games of the year, which is still going to be good. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like he's like, good he's no matter still what. A wide receiver one. Mm. I just don't think he gets your twenty points. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's a blow up spot, but you're, you're <sighs> never going to bench him or anything. Oh God, no. But yeah, kind of a, another gross one here. What's they got? I like I like seeing the totals on some of these gross ones. Forty three and a half. Yeah, forty three and a half. Yeah, Green Bay's favored by nine and a half now. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, yeah. Might be a little. I mean, much, you know, it's Petty Rogers' divisional game. Yeah. Like he could just, you know, and roast Trubisky, them. So. And Trubisky. Yeah. The the lack <laughs> the lack of pass rush for the Packers is like the only like concern I have for them maybe not winning, but Trubisky's bad. So. And then Monday night we've got Seattle at Philly. We both have Seattle. Um, Philly's just been terrible this year. I'll let you go ahead and go on your rant. Oh, I mean, I kind of already did it with the uh, the review, <laughs> but you know, Miles Sanders, 
if Philly game planned this right, this would be a pretty close game. Um, Miles Sanders getting 5.7 yards per rush. And the Seattle run defense is not good. It's been getting better, but it's still not good. The fact that the Eagles are running an offense that is two-thirds passing and one-third rushing with how good their their running back is is absolutely idiotic. (laughs) (laughs) If they switch that around, if they finally figured it out, this would be a much closer game. But I'm not going to call them to do that until I see it because, like – They've had matchups the rest of the year where they should have done that, and they just still have <laughs> bonehead right now. Like, why isn't this working? <laughs> Wentz, my God, you're putting more and more pressure on him when he's having a down year. Like, change the offense up. Put in Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders gets 20 touches this game. This is like I'm taking the like like the spread should be a lot closer. But I don't know if he does. I really just, I like, I don't have the faith right now in Doug Peterson to make that change that they need to make. And like, they're still in contention to win this division because it's so bad that if they could just pull Doug Peterson's head out of his ass at some point, they might <laughs> actually win a game again. I, it's infuriating. Um, on the Seattle side, I, I want to mention that they they have made some pretty significant changes to their defense that I think are important. Uh, Damon Snacks Harrison is out there for their run defense, who is great at plugging up the middle. He's one of my favorite players. Um, he's not going to sack your quarterback like Aaron Donald, but he's hard to run on, and he plugs up the middle something mm-hmm. fierce. Um, they've also got LJ Collier is finally starting to come on in their pass rush, which is great for them because they need a pass rush so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that couples up well with Lane Johnson being done for the year and maybe more. Uh, yeah. Seattle, 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 it's not the Seattle, sorry. Wow. I struggled to get words out there. The Philly injuries are kind of the thing I wanted to touch on next. So yeah, probably no Lane Johnson or I'd actually, I'm sure no Lane Johnson. He's getting surgery. Um, oh yeah. He's toast. Probably no Ertz. Um, so yeah, Boston Scott's been limited. Um, and then like the receivers been getting healthier again. Like is how Sean Jeffrey. Yeah. He's back. He just didn't do anything like, that's the, this is like the problem for me on this is like Seattle's defense is so bad, but the Eagles are not built to exploit it. Yeah. It's the Eagles do this every year. They win a game that against a team, like they shouldn't, they, I do it almost every year. They like, and I can they like, they could do it. They could win this game at home. If they just used Miles Sanders. And I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they figured it out. If they do, you know, good on him, finally, finally. But, yeah, I, I mean, I still I have to take Seattle here. Yeah, and it's looking like they'll get Chris Carson back Thursday and Friday. He got in uh, – oh, sorry, Thursday didn't have practice, like, so they estimated limited. But Friday he got into practice. Schottenheimer said he looked terrific, so he may finally get him back. Um, there we go. Tadlock has been limited throughout the week, but he should play. He fully practiced. Um, I don't know, he fully practiced Thursday and Friday, so I don't think he's going to worry about him. I know he had that like kind of knee sprain that like people were worried about for a bit, but he's ended up playing through it. Um, yeah, like they're getting. I think getting Chris Carson back is huge for Seattle because like they've kind of struggled some lately. I think that does help them a lot. That balances out their offense a bit. Mm-hmm. But so their receivers. So DK is way bigger than Darius Slay. And, way bigger. And then Tyler Lockett is way better than Nicole Roby Coleman. So like. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just type trifecta, like Seattle trifecta, like 
Right. <laughs> Makes sense as the banger. Like, they match up super well against Hawking. them. Yeah. And then. Carson. Do what? That's a quad factor with Carson. Yeah, really. Like, uh, he could do the usual of getting some receptions and touchdowns. Like, that's how he's had his fantasy value this year. On the Philly mm-hmm. side, I think, like, Raygor makes sense as a stream, and that's about where I have it for him. Yeah. I mean, Miles Sanders would be a banger for me here. If. Yeah. <laughs> he should be solid, but it's tough to A lot get. of ifs and coulds here in Philly. Mm-hmm. And then Greg Olson is out, so like maybe if you want to go a little Disley, you can, but I'm not really going there. Disley. Philly does have some tight end struggles like on defense, but I don't think that's necessary with the uh, other offensive weapons they have. So Yeah, and I mean, it could also be Hollister. Yeah. You know, on, any, on any random end zone run or something, you know? Yeah, you don't want to go into the wrong store. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> anyway, next up. We've got the potentially Tuesday night matchup of Baltimore-Pittsburgh, if, assuming this happens. We're getting a lot of COVID news. So Lamar has COVID. Uh, James Conner will be out. There's no uh, Dobbins or Gus. Or Sorry, there's no Dobbins or Ingram. There is Gus. Uh, I don't know anything. About, like, there could be other Steelers we find out about. Like This game may not even happen um, Yeah. In, in the event it does. So if there's no James Conner, I think Benny Snell could kind of fall in as a stream just because <clears throat> I kind of like Connor anyway here. And then now the vulture is getting all the carries. So it's like Snell kind of fits in if this game happens, which is the, you know, the worry. And that's kind of tough to like bank on a stream in this last game. If you really doesn't have something in place to like, as a contingency for if people like air, if this game doesn't go. Um, otherwise, like, I mean like, yeah, you've got your Pittsburgh receivers. So like maybe you got Juju as a struggle target. Um, but I don't. I'm very disinterested in this game now. I know it went from being a really highly anticipated matchup to uh, I don't yeah. even know if I'll be able to watch it. Because like I don't really want to play RG three even in super flex. Like right now the over under is down to forty one and a half with a seven and a half point uh, favor for Pittsburgh. And like with all the people out for at Baltimore right now, that sounds about right. It's the pandemic bowl, man. Yeah, it's so, the COVID bowl. With a lot going on, there's a chance this game just gets canceled. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't really, like, really want to, I don't really want to dig into it much with like the potential of it not happening or more players being out. So, yeah, like don't do everything you can to not bank on this game. Right. Like I, I have like Mandrews and Dobbins in my homer league, mm-hmm. and I'm probably not starting either of them. Yeah. Like hopefully, Ligurian has like a contingency thing. Like that's what I do when I like I feel like okay, like for the game start, like pick your guys. You know, it would be the sub, so you can have them there just in the case but some things won't do that so right it's tough it's tough i mean yeah there were covid cases on uh baltimore side and then throughout the week there were more on the steelers side too i think it was stefan to it who's uh pretty good for them at, at, at on their line and uh who else uh connor and there were three guys plus connor so there are two other ones uh, so uh, to it bugs and Hawkins, Isaiah Buzz and J- Gerald Hawkins are who I'm seeing here. Okay, Bugs. Uh, Vance McDonald is back. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> the, yeah, that's hilarious. But um, yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, so, yeah. The Ravens thankfully, we have get Chiefs Bucks. Do what? So thankfully, we get Chiefs Bucks this weekend. Yeah. It would be pretty rough there in the second half of the games. Mm, yeah, this this game is gonna struggle to happen. So we'll see. Yeah. 
And I'll struggle to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know, because, yeah, the, I think the only other game in any question is maybe the Denver one, but otherwise, I, I guess watch watch Indy too, just in case more comes up around Jonathan Taylor, but hopefully they're just isolated. Because, like, okay, so the Ravens, like, had been one of the best teams at protocol following, and then they found out, like, one of the, like, coaches had been breaking the protocol, right? Was that it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, when they found out, when they fired him exactly, but, like, <clears throat> for so long they've been, like, consistently like reported as like one of the more careful teams did he already get fired i think so he should be i mean how dumb do you have to be yeah like just like one person fucking up can just ruin your team he had symptoms and still came in and like wasn't wearing a mask like dude get your get out of here yeah so <sighs> tough right, take a dick leave a dick <laughs> yeah there we go yeah goes to the the ravens coach that is uh really screwing over his team that needs to get wins here Mm -hmm. yeah right now they're looking six and five in the face and um i mean next week they get the cowboys i think they as long as they get lamar back they can win but like if it's rg3 and still a depleted team that's gonna be a lot closer like if you fall to six and six you're not making the playoffs i don't think so this year it might not happen yeah yeah because either they get the 10 and six like that like this could be one of the few years where, like, even with seventeens or ten and six, like, isn't a guarantee. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, hopefully you get Lamar back for the Cowboys because I think they can run the table. Yeah, because um, where what where? Sorry, go ahead. No, I say I think the Ravens can go eleven and five. Yeah, they, they could if they get Lamar back in time. You know, Cowboys, Browns, Jags, Giants, Bengals. Those are all certainly winnable. And the only one I think is in danger would be the Browns if they, if, and that would be if they're missing Lamar. Yeah, because with the with the one game being Thursday, there's some worry about it. But now that it's getting moved to Monday, there's still time for some of those initial guys to come back. So. Yeah. And uh, as we close this out, I did just get a notification that Tua is doubtful now. So there we go. Again. He was very questionable. In other words, doubtful. <laughs> It's a smidgen away from doubtful, but um, <laughs> I'm looking. I was starting to say, like, am I looking forward to these games? Like, there's one good afternoon game. How many good? I mean, Arizona, New England, Tennessee, Indy. I guess the Chargers and Buffalo. Like, there there aren't that many good games this week. There's like one good game in each slot. I'm so looking like, forward to the 1 p.m. games and then the one 4 p.m. game. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Man, I would. They, they need to fix these splits on these games, man. It shouldn't be like the eight and three. I know. I hate that. Mm-hmm. But at least it was a good game. game. Well, yeah. unfortunately, Dallas played on Thursday, so we don't get their four p.m. games. <laughs> Silver lining of that one. Yeah. Oh, so. so great watching them lose. Mm-hmm. But I'm always looking forward to football, regardless of uh, game quality, just because we still get the football. So we still get the football. Hopefully, man. hopefully by next time we record, we still get the football. But until then. Uh, <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back next week.